it is the end of the year. That means it is time. Let go. For our end of the year episode of Game Pass or Pass. It's episode 17. Can you name the group? I don't even, I don't know. End of the road? I mean, boys, the men, guys, come on. Come on. Welcome to the 90s edition. Um, <laughs> I wish. Yeah, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm back. wearing a Doug from Nickelodeon hoodie. You dress for the occasion. The Beats, Killer Tofu World Tour 95. Oh, God dang, that's a good, that's, that's a legitimately good song. Uh, th- this is a legitimately great hoodie. Like Also, banging on a trash can. Banging on a street light. Don't watch the Disney version. It's terrible. It's so bad. It's Disney version? Yeah, okay. yeah like... I, I legitimately gave it a shot because it's on Disney Plus, right? Wait, is it the and same episodes just cut differently? Or the, no, the no. Breaks? So or... after the first four seasons, it went to Disney and Disney doing their Disney thing. Like they changed things up and they gave Doug like an extra strand of hair so they could trademark it. They made Roger Klotz rich. Um, Doug had like Doug's voice changed. He went, he hit puberty. So that's how they, they, because like, oh. they changed the voice actor, but that's how right. they wrote it off, kind of thing. But honestly, the biggest problem is is that the um, the episodes are because on Nickelodeon they were formatted to two smaller fifteen minute or like eleven minute or whatever stories, but in the Disney version it's just one long story. And this is a children's show, and there there's just not enough good writing to sustain those twenty three minutes or whatever. Um, it's it's legitimately just not as good. And I gave it a shot because I was like, maybe my 11-year-old brain was playing tricks on me. But no, I can't get through it. So I mean, before before we go all the way off track, one more question about Doug. Oh, um, um, also, they broke up the beats. What? Yeah, exactly. You can't... Okay, I'm, that, that hit me harder than it should have, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should not have taken that so, so, so hard. is <laughs> a, a, a figurative group. Um, is Skeeter still purple? Ooh, I don't. Wait, he wasn't purple, was he? Skeeter was basically purple. No, he was not, was he? Wasn't Skeeter purple? He was no, he was blue. Yeah, he was blue. Okay, was he? Yeah. Is he still deep violet? Cause, no, because yeah, BB's purple. So. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, but I I think they like they changed the 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 like color tone of him in so like Patty Mayonnaise got like darker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think Skeeter got a little darker too, or maybe it was lighter. It was one. He got. Other. He can't get darker than that. So, he, he. I think. I think it might have been lighter. It's more like a a much lighter blue versus the the like darker blue of yeah. But anyways, this is not the Doug podcast. But it <laughs> this is be. Game Pass or Pass. It's our end of the year episode, which means we're gonna give our top three games of the year. I'm sorry, we're gonna give the top three games that we played of game pass this year. And then we're going to pick our game pass game of the year before that, though, we're going to talk a little bit about game pass as a service. Um, since we have started this journey. Uh, so we didn't start at the beginning of the year. Our first episode was in uh, June. So we've only had about half a year, but what we think about the service and with Xbox series X being announced, what we think about the future of the service. And then we're going to list the games and we're going to pick our game of the game pass year. So this whole thing was actually kind of my idea. So I'm curious what Basher <laughs> take, thinks about take, Game Pass. Take all the credit. That's more, more, more like, more like I was, That's cool. I was an advocate Whatever, of Game bro. Pass. And I was like, bro, Whatever, you need Game bro. Pass. And you were like, well, I don't know, man. <laughs> and I was like, nah, dude, Game Pass. So has the investment paid off for you? 
So, uh, <clears throat> as someone who uh, does not love the Microsoft uh, ecosystem, uh, I can on. I would say, just by numbers alone, it's worth the investment. Um, just in terms of the amounts of playtime you get, with the amount of games you get, with how much you pay for it a, a, a month, rather. Just on that terms alone, it's, it's it, 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 it kind of pays for itself. How, however, I'm still a big fan of quality over quantity. So although Game Pass has a literal ton of stuff to offer, um, as we've seen just throughout our playthroughs of a, and reviews of these games, n- I can't even say most of them, if you go in there blind, are that great to play. So my overall feeling so far with Game Pass is a positive one. However, I still don't uh, see it as the uh, the the killer app of well, if you got Game Pass, you're good. Period. It's like, mm, well, it depends what you're looking for, what you're into. Still, as as you as with any game system or game itself, I um, I think I somewhat agree. I I think that Game Pass will. Uh... I think it can be the killer app, and I, I don't – because the way I see it as if if you were someone like us who plays probably way too many video games um, on right. all platforms, you know, we all – we basically – each of us have every, you know, major platform. Um, I think it I think it makes sense because you were probably going to get Gears 5 anyway. You were probably going to get – Forza Horizon 4 anyway kind of thing. So when you combine that, and where, where Game Pass has surprised me the most is just um, uh, there's so many games that I wanted to play, but I, I just didn't get around to, or it's a game like, ah, I'll wait for a sale kind of thing. Um, there, like The amount of games that I've played that I didn't think I would enjoy that I ended up dumping more time than anyone should have into some of them, it, it just it kind of blows my mind. Uh, but I think where Microsoft has done work that I didn't like when they announced that they were bringing all the first party games to the service, I sort of expected the um, the day one stuff that wasn't first party to slow down. But that hasn't happened. It's kind of gone the other way. And they've had a lot of day one stuff like Void Bastards, which we haven't played on this show, but that came out day one. They had. The Outer Worlds, which came out day one. The Outer Wilds came out day one. So there's a lot of games that they they sort of drop in there randomly that are day one. Uh, After Party was one that I was that I was going to buy that game because I genuinely enjoyed Oxen Free, but because of Game Pass, I based, it just rolled into my service kind of thing. So that stuff surprises me that they were that they're still doing that. Um, maybe that will slow down as you know they have now purchased what seven studios and they're working on content from all of those studios maybe that'll slow down maybe it won't it just depends on uh the logistics of it which we still don't quite know uh the only developer that's really talked about it is the developer of uh uh, oxen free and after party and they basically said because of game pass oxen free had a second life a second win kind of thing so it's it'd be interesting to see if other studios and other things claim that um so but that that was a long-winded way to say that i think if you have all the all the systems I think it still makes sense to have it, uh, and 
even but if you don't have all the systems and maybe you're only a casual gamer, I think I can confidently at this point say like just if you have an Xbox or you already have a PS4 and you're looking at Xbox, I'd say get it and get Game Pass. Like cuz that's all right. you really need. Um that's kind of where I'm at as well. I feel like if yeah. you get if you I I'm at I'm at a place where if you get an Xbox, get Game Pass. However, if you on a fence about it or you don't like xbox whatever reason it is for you i'm still on the side of well game pass isn't really going i don't think Game pass may really put you on the other side of the fence it yeah, may I, it may not but yeah I, I, just, I guess it depends what your holdup is about microsoft uh for whatever it is um because like if, if you're hoping to get game pass and all of a sudden like you're gonna have sony level you know, blockbusters like Spider-Man, Death Stranding, The Last of Us, The Last of Us 2, God of War. Like, Microsoft just doesn't have that. They don't have those 10 million sellers anymore. I think the closest one would probably be Gears 5. Like, that, to me, that's like the most cinematic game that they have. So if you're looking for that, you're not going to find it yet. Um, will that happen in the future? Hopefully, that's that's the goal, right? Um, but if you're just looking to play games in general, like... I put so, like, I, I don't even want to admit how much time I put into Lonely Mountains Downhill. I put, like, 11 hours in that game. I never would have thought that. I've played so much Moonlighter. Like, if you're just looking for stuff to play, you can't go wrong. Like, right. and, you're going to find something. <laughs> and I want to add in a, a perspective from a PC player primarily. It does get frustrating how just... <laughs> It's not like there's a ton of them that do. I, I I haven't looked at the numbers yet. We haven't got through. We haven't done a whole year of this yet. But it's just it's been just enough where they're where I have Game Pass Ultimate and they're not on both, and the game is not on both consoles and PC. It's been right. just enough to where I'm just like, as a PC player primarily, I'm just like, this is annoying. This is really annoying. And and. I can't fault Microsoft for that. It's clearly probably a licensee issue there, but I mean, yeah, and, and some and some of the stuff just isn't on PC, right? Um, and vice versa. But the, the caveat with that is it's not really a caveat, but the reason is is that because all of the games that are on Game Pass, they have to be part of Microsoft's store. Like it, it can't be a Steam game, obviously. Um, so that's where it gets tricky on the PC side. But um, yeah. But also, I, this is something that someone reminded me the other day. It's actually cheaper on PC, too. It's only $5 versus $10, um, which I think is probably that exact reason to why it's cheaper is because it just doesn't have as many games and some of them aren't as um, – what's where I'm looking for? And it's per- – at five dollars is perfect uh, throwaway money a month, where to where is enough people get it. Even it's like like having a gym membership. Like the gym doesn't care if you show up or not. Right. Like so they so if they get a bunch of people coming in five dollars a month, they're they're happy with it. No, it doesn't matter if you play the one messenger game, and you never play anything else on it again. Um, but again, if if you if you're getting Game Pass, I really think you should be part of the Microsoft family. If you're just PC, I can't. I don't. I don't. I, I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the best service to have. Put it that way. Yeah, I think I can agree with that. Um, at least right now, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Microsoft's PC support go uh, is going forward. Um, I will say that you know there's been. Uh, 
the the big one is Halo. Like Halo has for a long time not been on PC. Um, like the original game did come to PC eventually, but it wasn't made by Microsoft. It was made or by Bungie. It was made by Gearbox. Halo Two did come to PC. It came later, and it wasn't the best port. Uh, but then after that, it was basically gone, except for eventually Halo Wars 2 came out. and But they just launched Master Chief Collection, and we have played a little bit of Reach so far. And what I can say is that it runs well. Um, whereas, you know, they when they finally brought the Forza franchise, Forza Horizon 3 on PC was a mess when it first started. Like, it was just a mess of... Uh, you know, depending on what CPU you had compared with what GPU, like some people had amazing results and other people's like me, my piece, my CPU was just getting blasted at all times. So the frame rate was just constantly sk- like there's a lot of that. But then you have the gears side where gears four and five have been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. On yeah gears five is butter like that. That's yeah. Like, and it's, it's stupid how, how smooth it is. So it's like, hmm, like that's where I'm going to be interested to see going forward. I think infinite is going to be the big one. Um, you know, how is infinite going to run on Xbox as well? Cause infinite's coming to Xbox one, Xbox series X and PC. So there's a lot of different SKUs. You've got regular Xbox, Xbox one X PC and Xbox series. X. So there's a lot going on there. Um, but I guess that, that, yeah, to kind of pivot into the future. Um, so I, I don't think there's any chance either one of us, you know, we're still going to be keep doing the show because, we still play quite a few games on Game Pass, and but I, I think that going forward, you know, it can only get better. I think, right? Yeah. Well, and I, I does it though. So that's that's kind of where my question is: is like, so next month in January they're adding Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, tw- no, I'm sorry, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. These are all the remakes. 13, 1, 2, and 3, and 15 to the service. And it's just like, that's crazy. But at the same time, it's like, is that going to last? Like, they can't just keep doing these crazy content dumps. Like, they just did, what, Witcher 3, Pillars of Eternity, and something else I can't even remember now. Like, those are big games. Like, you can make the argument that The Witcher 3 and Pillars of Eternity are the best RPGs of this decade. Like, and then you're going to be dropping basically half of the final fantasy franchise and it's like eventually they they can't keep doing that right like and the I whole reason the whole reason that they're buying first party studios is they're trying the netflix thing of of well if we make our own content then the hit is a lot less kind of thing right then friends um, can leave and we can still right just sell you and other shows like that right. but um like and, and again like i mean in in I hate to sound like a broken record, but speaking just for myself, um, like I'm not very nostalgic when it comes to video games in the sense that if I've played it already, if if I've never played it before, I'm definitely gonna, and our hair is great. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back and play it. That's pretty much how I played most of the Final Fantasies that came out on Super Nintendo and 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 whatever. And a lot, a lot of those RPGs like, like Chrono Trigger, I missed them when they first came out. Played them again when I got a little bit older. I do. I just don't subscribe to the theory of we're going to dump just straight content onto this platform and then boast these numbers. And it's like Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, ten. Like these are all these are all classic RPGs, and we all love them. But however, uh, we've also already played them, right? And it's like. Just to say you have it doesn't really mean anything to me. Like so, like 
I would I would like for them to do more Witcher Three stuff, but how? But like you said, like how sustainable is that? Because if you just give, if you just give me more Final Fantasies, more uh, uh, Assassin's Creeds, for example, it's like we've played these games already. Like, and then on the twentieth iteration, like this is not a real your your number of having a thousand games is not a selling point to me at that point. Right, and it at some point that line has to sort of. Uh, what's what I'm looking for, you know, cross, you know, like there's got to be a point to where, yes, you've got 200 games, but how many do I want to play or how many have I already played? Um, that's where it gets interesting. But it, the Final Fantasy thing is just interesting to me because it's like, why did you decide to dump all those at the same time? Like, that's literally like five to six hundred hours of content, maybe more. Yeah, that's every that's every other month you drop into Final Fantasy. Right. But and then, like the only thing I think of is like, there's very much, at least in the seven, eight, nine, maybe ten um, era of everyone has their favorite of those, and that's the one that people go back and play. Like some some people really love ten, but they don't go back and play seven, eight, nine. I'm the type that I'll play eight or nine. I really like those games, but I won't touch seven or ten kind of thing. Um, so that's the only thing I can think of is that uh, you, maybe you don't, you don't blitz ball. No, I don't. I don't blitz ball. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so, like, I'm okay. looking forward because I was actually thinking about buying that eight remaster um, because I have the nine remaster on PlayStation, and I'm a huge fan of like you can press the stick to uh, uh, speed it up three times, three three right. X basically. And I was like, yeah, like I wanted to play eight again recently, and they had that remaster, but then they announced that kind of thing. So, to me, I was like, it, it was strange that they announced all of them because I was like, well, why don't you just like drop seven? And then maybe that would have got people to be like, oh, I want to go play eight now kind of thing and then go buy it. But I don't know. Again, so we we don't know the logistics of the service and how much these people are making and et cetera, et cetera. So I think time will tell um, how that goes. But I I think the big one is, is that we're going to have Game Pass at the launch of Xbox Series X. Um, I can tell you right now, I will be buying one along with the PlayStation 5. Um, So it's interesting to me that uh, I think Halo Infinite could be like the big big test for game pass because when you walk into a store this upcoming november and you see because they both the playstation 5 they have to sell it right all they gotta do all all they have to do is stay stay on the box halo halo infinite free with game pass right and with with, because these consoles are most likely this is a lot of speculation but i think it's safe to say they're going to be targeting the 500 dollars range um and I was t- talking to a buddy of mine, and who's he's mainly an Xbox guy. He has a his I think is someone he knows has a PlayStation, so he he gets you know some of the games through there, and he plays them there. But you know, we were talking about prices and stuff like that, and I was like, what's interesting is that I'm a I am definitely a Microsoft guy. Like I like Halo, I like Forza, and I like Gears. Like those are the franchises that I really like. But I understand that people aren't they want something else. But as an Xbox fan, I can go in and drop five hundred dollars on the console, and that's it. I'm going to get my Halo, I'm going to get my Forza, and I'm going to get my Gears. Like, that's a guarantee. Whereas on the PlayStation side, I have to go in, and whatever the launch title is, my suspicion is Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Like, okay, cool, I can go buy my PS5, but then i got to buy a game. And then maybe there's a second game I want. So instantly, the price of the PlayStation 5, even if these consoles are both $499, which is where I suspect they're going to be, the Xbox on paper can be significantly cheaper. Uh, than the PlayStation 5 once you start adding in games and stuff like that. And the other thing is, is all your accessories and stuff work with the Xbox Series X as well. So my Elite controller and, you know, everything like that. So Microsoft does have a case to where they can, the 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 jumping on point for day one, depending on what their launch 
launch window is going to be. We already know Halo Infinite is going to be there, but Forza is going to be there too, most likely, at least within a couple, I don't know, I'd, I'd guess a couple months of launch. You know, the, the price instantly it, it makes it feel cheaper. Like Game Pass isn't free, but it feels cheaper than dropping $60 on a game kind of thing. So, but with them launching with the Halo, I don't think that's a mistake. <laughs> um, I, I think they have been very meticulously planning it out. And Halo Infinite will at that point have five years in development. So th- this is a big thing for Microsoft. Like this is this is Phil Spencer trying to put Halo back as the king of of shooters. Because at one point Halo ruled the freaking world uh, I mean, when it came to when it came to console shooters. I mean, so, that, that's after they themselves, in my opinion, helped kill Halo with so much call of duty pushing especially right. oh yeah for sure. conferences oh yeah yeah and it was it was to me it was always strange how much they push call of duty over halo over sometimes. halo over yeah. halo i'm just like this is your baby like you know call of duty is, is a hired hitman it's gonna go wherever it wants to go but right so yeah. it, it's gonna be interesting though and i i you know you can make the argument that the reason they've been purchasing these studios is specifically to bolster game pass and you know you had the argument of quantity over quality or vice versa um you know, it's going to be interesting to see what some of these studios are doing. We know that not Sucker Punch, um, who makes Hellblade, Ninja Theory. Ninja, Ninja Theory. Theory is doing Hellblade Two, and we know that um, obviously Three Four Three is doing Halo. We know Playground is doing Fable. We know that um, Turn Ten is doing Forza. So it's like, but what about all these other studios? Are they making AAA games? Are they making smaller games? Kind of thing. So it's going to be interesting to see what those studios that they purchased are going to be doing kind of thing. Like Double Fine. I don't think Double Fine is making a $60 game. No, like, I don't. Not so, But I'm also, I'm also, because uh, I read a, a blurb on uh, Spencer when he, when someone asked him, like, how sustainable is this? And he gave a very, what concerned me was he gave a very Netflix or um, um, a MoviePass CEO type answer where he's like, uh, it's, it's very, it's very, uh, uh, it's, it's all about, um, initialization it, and, right. And, 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 and we're still, um, we're still for both parties and we're both, we're both very right. happy about the relationship. I'm just like, you completely dodged that question because right. if it was, because if it was a case of, oh, we make bank off right. a service, yeah, we've got 10 million subscribers, like <laughs> you would have laid that out, but that's right. not the case. So it's like a matter of like it really feels like to me, whereas like they're bolstering them, they're trying to bolster their numbers and then slowly like they'll dump content on, but but we have to remember this is a digital service, we don't own any of these games. So as fast as they can dump, dump like eight Final Fantasy games in one month, they could also take those out the next month. Like right. or whenever they want, so it's like I really do question the longevity of this type of service, and I can definitely see. I, I think as good as price as, increase is going to happen. It has like, like either price increase or a decrease in um they they're taking away things they're taking away more third party games. It's going to be way more first party stuff on there. So and it's the 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 time sensitivity part of it is interesting because you know in in recent uh i don't say news but in recent decisions you know sony dropped the price of playstation now they dropped it from 20 to 10 dollars a month which there's no way that's a coincidence you know like clearly they're looking at game pass and saying that eh, people are are good with this price point and while they're not dropping day one they did drop 
first party games on the service like God of War, Uncharted 4, but they were very specific on when they're going to be there and when they're leaving. And that was interesting to me because Microsoft never says that. Like they're like, oh, this game's coming this day. And obviously the first party stuff won't disappear, but you don't there there's never a a huge um I don't say huge because they, they don't ever advertise the fact. Of oh, yeah. There's no news when, yeah, news right. when the game's leaving at all. So uh, basically, like, they, they will tell you they, they will tell you like there, there's actually a section on the Xbox. I don't think it's on PC. I could be wrong. Um, but it says, you know, like games leaving soon kind of thing. And it'll tell you at, you know, on 731, these games are leaving. But obviously they don't want to you know push that fact. But it's going to be interesting to see when some of these games leave, because some of these games have been on here forever. And. So yeah, it it definitely seems to be on a game by game basis. They are making deals with people, and that's probably the only way that they're able to make this happen. Is that every game gets its own deal kind of thing? Because uh, you know, Rage Two shouldn't cost as much as Pillars of Eternity. Like, even though it was a AAA game, Pillars of Eternity is a much better game. But I'm sure the development cycle of Rage Two was more expensive kind of thing. So like, there's so many factors that we just don't know. So it's hard to speculate, but I don't know. It, it's interesting that some developers, you know, there hasn't really been any developer that came out and said Game Pass screwed me kind of thing. It's been the exact opposite. A bunch which, of developers have come out and said that it's fair. Like, which, it's which 100% leads, fair. Which leads me to believe that Microsoft is happy because it's Microsoft and they got money in the bank as, right. as opposed to, like, uh, them. Like, like, I feel like they're clearly taking a hit here. And... I don't, yeah, know, I don't know if it's clear I, they're taking I, a hit. I but think it's I, a I think loss it's... leader. Like, like I don't, I don't see them making like depending on the game because, because I, because I agree, I think it's a game by game basis. So right. if you get a game like a, if you get a game like The Witcher Three or Pillars of Eternity up there, it's like, like CD Project, CD Project Red is going to want their bread. Like this period, they they're going to want their money. Like it's like this is this is us. We're, we're huge, like we're one of the big, we're one of the better known studios. This is The Witcher Three. If we're giving our game to you for basically for people to rent, basically, we're gonna want most of this chunk. Whereas, if you look at a game like uh, maybe The Messenger that we were that we reviewed on here, I could see them kind of negotiating something sm- a, a smaller cut. But I think overall, I don't, I don't think overall they're really banking in this, and I, that's and that's and that's what concerns me just. Just the longevity, because they're breaking even, or close to it, is not is not the best news for for the consumer. Like, yeah, well, it's tough because where where I think that this is a thing that Phil Spencer has talked about a little bit, but one statistic that he talks about a lot is that not only are people on Game Pass playing more games, they're buying more games. Um, so to me, like that, because a lot of people forget, and I'm one of them included, that you get 10, like, if the game is leaving Game Pass and you want to buy it, it's 10 bucks, or not 10 bucks, 10% off kind of thing. So I would be interested to, to see those numbers, which we probably never will, but I wonder if there's more people that are getting a month of Game Pass, finding a game that they really like, maybe like Witcher 3, and they cancel Game Pass, but they buy Witcher 3. So, and that See, in that sense, everyone wins because Microsoft gets their cut from the actual purchase. They got the Game Pass subscription, even though they canceled, and then CD Projekt Red gets their cut as well. Right, but so, I, I don't. But like you, but like you said, that sounds crazy said, to me. <laughs> the, key, the key thing you said there was, "We'll never see those numbers." And right. again, like he, 
not not him. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a Spencer thing. It is a Microsoft thing where at some once they started losing, quote unquote, um, they stopped giving numbers out. Right. And therefore, like he says one thing, but it's not that I don't trust this guy. It's just a matter of it's very corporate speak when he says it. I'm just like, I don't I don't buy it really. Like I I, I fully believe like you know, he's still a a corporate like, entity. I, I don't think he's dishonest. He's not dishonest. They are right. buying more games, right? But how much more? Right. <laughs> like it's like I'm wondering. But that that's that's in my own like like honestly, after about six months of doing this show, my biggest concern honestly is the sustainability and quality of the service, right? Because uh, other than that, like. There's small things here and there that 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 can be that can be done better, like um, more just just more cross play, not cross play, but I guess I guess that's it is the name of cross play, more games on PC. But um, really, my thing is, I'm spending fifteen dollars a month on this. Well, yeah, fifteen dollars a month on this service, and then I don't own any of it. Games are coming and leaving at a whim because I don't know when it's when when they're leaving. I don't own any of it, and then it's like I'm investing in something. I need to kind of feel like, and then I kind of I have to feel at the end of the day that it's worth my money and time, and that I'm getting enough time out of it. So like this podcast definitely helps me play more games on the Game Pass service. But if you're a if you're the type of gamer who's very selective about their gaming and you don't just jump into games here and there, like, and you're waiting for the next year, you're waiting for the next Halo, you're paying $15 a month for a title that drops every two months or three months. And it's like, or half a year maybe. And it's like, does it real? are you getting enough play time for you? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, it's tough to say, but other companies, you know, that, that's always been an argument of is, is sustainability like for Netflix going to be a thing? You know, are people right. going to, as the price keeps going up, are people going to stay subscribed kind of thing? And I will tell you, I, no, I don't, I do not subscribe to Netflix. Um, I, the price got too high and there wasn't enough on there that I found worth my time. I <laughs> wonder what leaving too. Yeah. And, and it, it wasn't even really that it it was, I mean, obviously, TV and video games are, are very different things. Um, so it might not be the best comparison, and I know people love to make that comparison. I'm one of them. But whereas with me, I get, I feel like video games there is a start and end point to them that I don't normally go back and play stuff again. There are there is certain things I will, but 95 percent of what I play, I do not play again. Whereas I think people will end up watching something again more than they're willing to play. So, point is, is that. Something is going to have to break, whether it's a price increase, whether it's less third party stuff coming in, something's going to change. But the question is, is that I don't want to say, is it too late? But like, are the people that are already subscribed, is it going to be okay? kind of thing? Like, is it going to be okay with them when they start making changes? Whatever it is, I will say I right now, I still think 20 bucks a month I would be on board. But anything more than that, I'm going to start raising an eyebrow kind of thing like <laughs> 20 bucks is absolutely fine as long as yeah. you as long as this is your as long as this is your only service 
if you also have PS PS Now, that's a that's a big service. That's another that's another hit. But if yeah. you also have Netflix, that's another hit. If you have Disney Plus, that's another hit. Right. So it's like all of these companies are trying to get you on a hook every for every month, and it's like it's like you said. So at the end of the day, something's going to have to break. So twenty dollars a month for this service seems doesn't even seem it is good. The issue being, as someone like myself, like who my rent just went up, I'm like I'm going to look at cutting cutting services somewhere. Right. And it's like, where am I going to do that? And it's like, if it's if it's Netflix, because I only watch, um, what 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 even is, is even on Netflix right now? That's leaving. <laughs> I want to say. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think tomorrow actually. Yeah. But. So like, if I only watch The Office on Netflix and it's leaving, and it's like, all right, buy Netflix. Right. If I only, if only, if I only get, if you only buy Game Pass, if you only get Game Pass to play Microsoft exclusives, you may need to cut it. Like so, it's like so. So, my advice to anyone jumping into Game Pass: it's worth the entry fee. It's worth to stick with at least half a year. Just be mindful of how much you're playing, and is it is it worth? And if you're getting your play times worth, right? And where where to me, I think it gets even more confusing is that if you don't have Ultimate, you don't get Xbox Live Gold. Which I, I feel like gold needs to disappear, right? Like that, yeah. Like, like it's, it's not going to happen because I there are certain people that still pay for gold, really. Yeah, and it that was one of those things to where you know I I paid for it, but it got it got more and more just like preposterous as I as crossplay is becoming more of a thing, and you know I I still much prefer gaming on a console just because you know people are like oh just hook your PC up to your P or your PC up to your TV and it's like look I I know that's an an argument and it's a decent one but hooking it, up a PC it to a, isn't right like it works but it's still not easy like I can't just press a button and it works like I got to find a mouse that works Plus you know it's it, your PC you have you do everything else on there too like I can't watch Pornhub like on the big screen <laughs> in the living room <laughs> this seems it, awkward. So, but it, it, it totally threw me off. Gold seems less and less prevalent. And so if you don't have gold, that's basically, you know, if, if you're paying month to month, I think gold is $7. So, if you know, obviously if you buy it yearly, it's cheaper, blah, blah, blah. But for a lot of people that do month to month, if, if you're just doing, let's say, Game Pass on on console and you want gold, you're looking at $17 a month, whereas on PC, it's $5. Like, so, so that's the weird part to me is that gold is sort of there. People are still buying it. I don't understand why. At that point, it's like, just get just get Game Pass Ultimate. Like, you no. get both then. Well, like, it shouldn't be a consumer decision, though. It should be a corporate decision. Right. It should right. be they Microsoft should, right. and Sony, honestly, should roll that into PS, PS Now. They should roll that into Game Pass Any Edition. And say pay this much a month, and then you get this. You get the service anyway. That like, right. doesn't make sense. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's the secret. Maybe. Well, then, I don't know. So the only thing I can see happening is, is I think Game Pass on PC, and unless, I don't know, it, it's still technically in beta. So, whatever. But five dollars seems too cheap, right? So the only thing I can think of is, is that they they throw that up to ten, and then. They keep Game Pass Ultimate the same at fifteen, so you still get you know a discount. I, it's just weird. Like Xbox Gold is, is truly the weird part of the whole equation, um, where I don't know. Like in, that could be an easy PR move to just get rid of it and just say, look, we're getting rid of Gold, but we're going to say Game Pass is now 
$7.99 a month, whatever. Maybe they say it's $9.99 a month. That's the only way you can get it. Some people will probably be mad. Some people won't. I don't know. But as time goes on, I feel like gold needs to slowly disappear and Game Pass needs to sort of take the place of gold. Um, because play, charging to play online is just getting more and more preposterous as crossplay is becoming a thing. You know, it it just it it adds up kind of thing and and consumers aren't consumers are smarter than they ever have been there's still a lot of dumb consumers but more and more consumers are smarter and they're looking for value and that's exactly why they love game pass is because they want value so but no so i think that i think we've talked enough enough about this so we need to move on but no i think doing this you know this um this podcast and sort of forcing ourselves to play a lot of different games and not just look at the the service from a triple a standpoint i think has been phenomenal for me personally just because i would play indie games but there's just there's so many of them and the market is just crazy flooded that it's hard to it, it's hard to know which ones to buy and game pass has really taken that burden off of me and i've saved money in the process so i second for, that yeah for that reason i love it um it, but if you're looking strictly from a triple a standpoint there's really good stuff on there but if you're a hardcore gamer, it's hard to justify it for that reason because you've probably already played Witcher 3. You've probably already played Doom. Like, there's a good chance you've played those. Um, so, But I think Microsoft has done a very good job of, of catering the service to have both. I think that's extremely smart. But as they make these first-party purchases and as more and more stuff is coming out um, indie-wise day one, I think they've made a very good case to why even the hardcore gamer should have it as well as the casual consumer. So... I think it's only going to get better. And with, with Xbox Series X, I think it's going to be more interesting. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah. That being said, it's time to talk about Game Pass games. And we're going to list off our games that we have played this year. And we're going to do a top three now. This is not... It's a little bit different. We're going a little maybe IGN game uh, Giant Bomb style to where we're going to pick the best game. But we're not going to rank them one, two, and three. Um, or did we decide on three or five? I don't remember. Uh, I decided on three. Three. All right, three. Yeah. I, I think. I think next year, hopefully, we're still here. We'll do five, just because there'll be way more games. <laughs> so, the nominees are Full Metal Furies, The Messenger, Halo Wars Definitive Edition, Halo Wars Two, Nightcall, Gears Five, Yoku's Island Express, Super Lucky's Tale, Opera and Sea of the Stolen Sun, Bad North, Jotun Edition, The Outer Worlds, After Party. Apocalypsis, Harry at the End of the World, Minute, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Remnant from the Ashes. So, right away, I think we can get rid of the games we did not recommend. <laughs> that uh, one. Super Lucky's Tale is out. So, yes, yeah, Super Lucky's Tale is out. Night Call is no. out. Yep. Bad um, North is out. Yeah, I liked it, but no, not, not, yeah. not high enough up there. Apocalypsis is definitely out. In, wait, what? Shadow oh, of the okay. Tomb Raider is definitely out. All right, so that leaves us with Remnant from the Ashes, Minute, After Party, The Outer Worlds. Remnant's out. I'm, I'm taking Remnant out of that one. This, this next one out for me. Did we, Oh, we, we did pass on that, didn't we? Yeah. That one is still in my head that, I don't know, I still... Wait, uh, no, from, we, did, from, we did pass on that, yeah. Yeah, right, from um, what I hear, though, the PC version is where it's at. The PC version has a lot less of the issues that we ran into, especially me, the big one was the online, like, uh, lag whenever someone would pick up an item, it would like pause for a quarter of a second. Apparently that's not on the PC. And that honestly would have changed my perspective. Again, completely. like but. if I, again, as someone who, uh, tends like, I don't like playing games with people all the time. 
So like right. if I if I want to jump into a game by myself, I should feel comfortable doing that. This is not the Souls clone for that at all. Right. You get screwed left and right. I think After Party can go. I like that game, but I liked a lot of these games a lot more. I think I think Minute can go. Ooh, I don't know if I agree with that. I think Minute can go. Uh, we'll we'll come back to that one. I think. Okay, I know. I know. I think, which I one's think going to go. I, know, I, I think this, Halo this, Halo Wars the original can go. Absolutely, you're right. Okay. That can go. Yeah. I know this is going to go, but I still think someone should. I still think people should give it a shot. Not because the game is that great, but but because the genre needs more life. Uh, Operancy of the Soul and Sun is going to go, but yeah, people I, should play it. Like, yeah, just, I uh, think. I think that would be a solid number four. Like. Even though that I didn't love that game, I can see why people would and why that genre still needs more life kind of thing. So, but I think, yeah, I think that can go. So that leaves us with Halo Wars 2, Gears 5, Yoku's Island Express, The Messenger, Full Metal Furies, The Outer Worlds, Minute. And I, and, okay, I'll, I'll I'll let you hold on a minute and get rid of Full Metal Furious. I can agree with that. I actually still really like that game. I um, do too. I do too. But I think that's a fault of ours. I think as that was the first game we played on this series, and we were kind of trying to find new stuff to play, so it ended up falling at the wayside, kind of thing. But. No, yeah, I think there are better games on this list. All right, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something a little different. I'm gonna say that. Where'd it go? Which one was I looking at? I'm gonna say that Yoku's Island Express is a shoe in for a top three. All right, you're going top to bottom now. Okay, I, I, I'll, I'll agree with that. I, I don't think there's any way that that game is not on this list. I completely agree with that. Okay. Yeah, that, that 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 is a um, that is the most unique and uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's just the most, the most unique and uh, experience that I did. A surprising experience that I just was not expecting whatsoever. Yeah, I I love that game from top to bottom. Um, so that leaves us with other games that need to make the list. Minute. Outer Worlds, Gears 5, Halo Wars 2, The Messenger. All right. Uh, it's getting tough, huh? This is gonna get, uh, I think The Outer I Worlds think, can go. No, I disagree. Oh, man, Absolutely I disagree. Absolutely disagree with you on this one. No, I mean, before Halo Wars 2? I think Halo Wars 2 is... Mm, um, oh, man. I think mm, and what I that don't. game sets out to do... I think it's better than the Outer Worlds. If they both had a checklist of things they wanted to do, they both did them well. However, I think Outer Worlds is uh Outer Worlds is is the game basically every Fallout fan, every Bethesda fan has been waiting for for like ten years. Like we've been waiting for this for a long time. We finally got it. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna say I want to fight for that one over Halo Wars too. I mean, Halo Wars two is, it's, it's like it's like RPG in the sense that uh, it's it it does 
you should play it because the genre needs you to play it, but it's not the the end all be all of of its uh, of, of that type of game. Like it, right. it's it's it it does it well, especially on a console, but not well enough to be like, whoa, this is like StarCraft level greatness. Not that it has to be that great, but like just even of the year. That's clearly going to be the big debate for those because. I think you're crazy. Um, so I guess the question is... Gears 5, does that make the list? Uh, you, you, you're going to have to sell Gears 5 for me because as, as a guy... I don't think it makes it. <laughs> okay, we're on the same. We're probably on yeah. the same page there because as a guy who who likes gears, just okay, it did not do nearly enough in the gears world to push it to a level of whoa, this is gears. Yeah, I it was more like oh yeah, this is this is gears. I yeah, I really like gears five a lot um, as a gears fan, but I'm not playing it anymore. That says a lot as a Gears fan, and I, I think part of that is that um, there's been when it comes to time, like Horde. Horde was the big thing, and I think Horde mode in Gears Five is actually really, really good. But it's not good enough to the point to where I used to seek out people and be like, "Yo, we're playing Horde tonight," kind of thing. Maybe that's a, just a difference in my time. Maybe it's a difference in lifestyle, whatever it is. But for whatever reason, as much as I loved playing Horde with Chris, and I don't think you and I ever even played Horde. We've played um, them once, twice. <clears throat> um, as much as I love the abilities and everything they have, and I think that if there is a time to go back to it, it's now because they've just added new characters for Horde and stuff like that. I think Gears 5 is going to be a great game that we're going to fall into again, and we're going to be like, yeah, like this is still really solid, but this is not the... I'll go, I'll go a step further because even the, the you can speak about the co-op. Uh, my brief time, the multiplayer. I just don't it's care just, anymore. It's not there. It's yeah, not I there. Don't care like, it yeah. doesn't have it doesn't have the legs it used to have. A buddy of mine, a big Gears fan, he'll 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 jump online and play every now and then. But even he's like, I don't, I don't like you. And I ask him why because I know I I know I, I already know I felt. Out of love with gears. And I asked him why. He just he just kind of hums and haws and ends with a. It just doesn't excite me anymore. At some level, it's just kind of like it doesn't do enough. And it's just like yeah. like I look it, at I that. It, he also says there's a lot of stuff on the unlockables end that he feels is a huge grind, and he feels like. Like you're no longer playing it just to pop heads off. You're playing it to unlock things, and to do that takes so much time. And he's just, he's just kind of like, I'm just kind of over it. Like it seems like work more than play. And yeah, I'm just like, and right, makes sense. As okay, as as someone who literally played Gears Three for probably like a thousand hours, uh, probably more actually, which is scary to think about. Um, there is something about uh, I, I think about Halo Five. And we haven't got to Halo 5 yet, but I played so much Halo 5. And that was because the multiplayer, while it felt different, it still felt like Halo. Whereas going from Gears 3 to Gears 5, it's still the same game. There's almost nothing new about it. Yeah, you can do grabs, and yeah, there's like things here and there, but 
it's still solid and fun, but I've got my fix of it. And as a Gears fan, like I'm just not, I need something else other than I need a new mode or something like, and it's not like Call of Duty either. Because Call of Duty, you, you can people love to say it's the same game, same game every year, but like right. there is some there. There's enough tweaks here and there, and even some games are just brand new multiplayer wise. Right. Uh, Gears going to Gears Five and playing that online, I'm just like, oh, this is uh, this hasn't changed at all, has it? Like. No. <laughs> And 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 to speak on like the unlocking thing, like Gears Four had a huge problem with that, and that's that's what killed Gears Four for me was was the the mic. They weren't even really microtransactions. It was just it was the way that it you unlock stuff. It was one hundred percent the loot crate thing, and it's just like this just isn't good. But even though Halo Five had that, it was basically the rec packs. There was the gameplay was enough to me that I didn't care. Like the rec packs became a bonus. Whereas in Gears Four, it's like the stuff that I want. Because it's the same game, the stuff that I want are the skins and stuff like that. Because I, I need something to change on my end to keep me interested. And Halo 5 had that in the gameplay, but Gears 4 and 5 don't have that in the gameplay. It's still the same game. So while stuff is definitely easier to unlock than Gears 4, it's still the same game. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just I'm kind of over it. Um, I still think I think there's more to dive into with Horde mode, especially since it's more class-based now. But... I just haven't had that pull yet to do it. And I, I still, it's still on my hard drive. And every time it pops up, I'm like, man, we really need to play that again. But there's this other stuff that we're playing. But it's funny that you bring up Call of Duty because Modern Warfare is that game for me now. Like my buddy and I, we play Modern Warfare all the time. And it's specifically the the weapon uh, experience now because now they've split up weapon and classics or not class experience, um, character experience, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I get the fun in that game of, leveling up the weapons you know trying a new weapon and getting it to level 70 and then tweaking it and then doing the challenges and stuff like that whereas i just don't get anything like that from gears 5 modern I feel like warfare I'm leveling feels up. good I, yeah. I don't i don't care what anybody says it feels good like yeah. I, I don't play it every, i don't play it often but it feels good every time i pick it up yeah and gears 5 looks incredible that game looks absolutely stunning but and while i really enjoyed the story and i enjoyed the new things that they did I don't know. There's just something about it that I look at these other games and maybe it's just because it's the fifth one, technically the sixth one in the series. And I'm just either just wasn't enough new there for me. Um, but I don't know. I think that's enough. Gears five doesn't make the list, which breaks my heart, but it is what it is kind of thing. So that leaves us with minute. Is this with minute? Um, Outer worlds, Outer worlds, Yoku's Island express, Halo Wars Two, the messenger. All right, what I will say is I would take Messenger over Minute. Battle of the Indies, huh? Yeah. Um, you'll take Messenger over Minute. Yes. See, all right, so let me think out loud since we're doing a podcast here. <clears throat> uh... My thought process with these two is Minute is an indie game where I feel like literally anyone can pick it up, enjoy it, and understand it, and understand what it's doing, and understand why it's why it is what it is. And although I'd rather play the messenger, the messenger is way more are you th- 32 years or older did you play ninja gaiden 
Like, did you like? There's a lot more gatekeeping with that title, I think, which will make me lead towards minute. That's my thought process. My argument to that would be is, I think the minute if I were to give minute to my stepfather, for instance, who has played a couple games, he's played Mario and stuff, and the fact that he kept dying every minute, he would throw it across the room. I think he would be he'd be like, what? this is dumb. Like, I don't have time to do anything. But and he wouldn't care. Whereas the messenger, it's enough like other games that he'd be like, OK, like I'm a ninja sweet. But what other games, though, like the gameplay wise, any, is not any like side scroller. But again, like you'd have to have played a side scroller. But it, the chances are. Chances are you've played a side scroller. Like, I don't if know you if played a video true. game. I don't know if that's true anymore. Oh, I, it, a runner is technically a side scroller, like technically, but I don't. Again, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just I don't know if that's true anymore. Like I like the, these these young kids out here. Like my my niece is my niece is eight nine. She just turned eight. Yeah, she just turned eight. She likes well, her I'm, switch. I'm, I'm, I'm does... speaking more to like the because basically your argument for minute was. I think it has a wider appeal. Right. I think that I think it's completely the opposite. And I think that's 100% okay. because of the minute time limit. Okay. All right. You got that. Well, if that's if, if that's how you feel, then you got that. Because I feel like I feel like minute just has way less. Uh, because like because also with the messenger is if you go into the messenger and you don't and you haven't played those games that it. It's like watching a it's like watching a, a TV show, a stand-up comedy that constantly references one thing, and you've never played or watched that one thing. You you're out the loop of every joke, and then you're only playing a really old Scott side scroller. Um, I I don't disagree with that. Um, but. but but now that I think about, now that I say that out loud, these pixelated side scrollers are basically back in now. So, or action games rather, are back in now. So I will actually concede. Minute, minute falls out, yeah. messenger again. The only reason that I I would say that is because like I I talked to Chris um, who has the messenger on Switch, and I, I guess this is a spoiler, small spoiler alert for the messenger or whatever. Um, but when it flipped to sixteen bit. He had no clue. Like he was like, "Oh, I thought I thought the art just changed," and I was, <laughs> and I was I was like mortified. <laughs> like I was like, "What do you mean he didn't understand?" But he still finished it though. Like I mean, yeah, but finishing so, like, it and enjoying it and like getting oh, it. He did. Like, yeah, he did. He things. enjoyed it. Like he, he he genuinely liked that game, even though he missed like the nostalgia trip that you and I had of just like holy cr- like they made two different art styles, two different versions of me. Like the work that went into this was insane. Like we were super excited about that stuff. Completely went over his head, and he still liked the game. Okay, that, that's that's a testament to it. If Chris yeah. likes it, it, has to be good. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he also likes Final Fantasy Thirteen. That's a that's a story. Oh, he's the guy. Yeah. Oh, I was I was trying to think. I thought it was you for the longest. Like I'm no. like, no, he hates it. Like who? No. I don't. I don't hate it, but I definitely am in that party of just like bad. That's a bad game. <laughs> that's definitely a bad game. It's still All my right. go. It's still my go-to joke of, yeah. Well, let the game open up and it turns good. Like yeah, like right. Final Fantasy Thirteen. 
All right, so that leaves us with Yoku's Island Express, Outer Worlds, The Messenger. What am I forgetting? You think if Halo, War, Halo Wars? Uh, Halo Wars Two. Yes, I was like, I know I'm missing one. So we, we got to eliminate one game off of this list. So, The Outer Worlds, The Messenger, Halo Wars, Halo Wars Two, and Yoku's Island Express. I I don't think there's any way that Yoku's Island Express is not on this list. Absolutely, like I mean, like, spoiler alert is game of the year. Like I'm like, there, there's a very there's a very good chance, yeah. There's a very good chance that's going to be our pick. So that that game is definitely staying. So we need to cut Outer Worlds, Halo War, Halo Wars Two, or The Messenger. But now, as I'm, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think Outer Worlds just hangs. I just don't. I absolutely wrong. So what 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 you said that what's funny is that's our most popular episode. Um, <laughs> well, it's also the, like the newest game too. Right. True. Yeah. So. Where that comes from, so you said something to me that, that really, I don't want to say set me off, but like triggered me, was you were like, this is the game that Bethesda Fallout fans have been waiting for for 10 years. And I'm like, you're oh, right. Right. And you're right. <laughs> but that's the biggest problem with this game is that I feel like it's 10 years old. Ah, see. Like, I didn't. The, yeah, go ahead. The, the way. I think it's a very good attempt at making one of these games. I think the the writing is very good, but once you start, the more I played that game, the more I cared less. And it was because of the skill trees. It was because whenever I leveled up, you know, they did the thing where like every other level you got a perk or whatever it was called. I didn't care about any of those perks. Like all I cared about was the skill points. And I didn't really care about any of the story except my companion quests and the more I played that game, I think it's front loaded in that you see all of the coolest stuff at the beginning, and then the second half is just kind of there. I will, uh, I'll, I'll agree with that in, uh, in the sense that I, I, I think we have, I think we have a similar idea of game progression where if you start from A by the point by by the time you hit Z, you you want to be, you want to feel, uh, for like a better word. More powerful, more godlike, more like more more things happening type of thing. I, but, I at least want to to feel like I'm playing the game differently because right. I've changed. See, which is like, like that's the destiny problem with me is that yeah. I level up for sixty hours, but I'm still doing the exact same things, and that's exactly how I felt with Outer Worlds. Like I was making the numbers go up on my weapons, I was tweaking everything. Didn't really matter. See, I was definitely in it for more of the adventure aspect of it. More the like for me, the gameplay didn't come from shooting the guns. Uh, it came from experiencing a the story and the characters. I, I felt like for the first time in a long time, not just in the uh, Fallout category of games, but in games in general, I finally. It's been a while since I got a, a companion character that I actually gave a crap about, and I think that says a lot. Uh, it's been a while since I've done side quests that I actually care about, and that says a lot. I think that's one of the things that people enjoyed about The Witcher 3 so much is that, oh, wait, the side quest is actually, like, meaningful? And it actually, like, not just towards the character it's about, but it actually wraps back or, back around into the main quest. Like, there... And the, the idea that it doesn't really change 
it's also a selling point for me in a sense that it was kind of like reading a book where it's like, all right, well, it's more, it's a page turner and I'm really just experiencing the world, the characters in the, in the, in the story rather than what I wouldn't be opposed to is playing differently. That would have been nice. But I mean, at the same time, like I'm handling problems in different ways by the end of it as well. So are, are I, you though? Like I, Depending because, on the depending on the dialogue and which way you go, yeah. But to me, what what always happened to me was is that I would I would be in a mission whether it was good or bad. Like that's that's a different discussion. But so let's say we're doing one of the good companion missions. Right. By the end of it, like there was definitely some good ones to where it didn't really matter what my skills were in terms of my options and my choices. But there was definitely times that. I was forced down a certain path because my science was a certain level or my whatever was in a certain level. And that takes away a lot of the choice. But then I even did, I even tried doing the whole save scumming thing of like doing a choice and then loading up and trying the other choice. And like, to me, it, it, it's the reason that I never got into mass effect. It was because like your choices matter kind of thing. And I'm like, they don't like, they let's do be honest don't. here. Right. Like, like I, I understand why why you keep marketing that your choices matter because at the end of the day, like you might see something slightly different than mine. But because of the way this game is structured, I'm just like, my choices really don't matter because by the end of the game, all it does is give you a three minute you did this and then this happened instead of this. And I was just like, okay, like at the end of the day, my choices don't really matter. And while I enjoyed some of the adventure, I, I think that those moments were so far and few between that I just didn't at at some I, point I wanted the game to end and it just wouldn't like and it just it, I just couldn't also, get to, yeah that's also a selling point for me though like that the, that you wanted the game to end like it doesn't last nearly as long as the rest of these type of games like I sure like the, I which, like the story which, is 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 concisely told it's like hey here here it is. Here's the middle, there's the beginning, is the end, and we're done. I'm like, all right, release some DLC and I'll play some more. And, I, and I, it left me wanting more. Whereas, if you don't mind, let's transition over to Halo Wars 2. As a fan of these type of games, this being like, so let's compare you just to the games on Game Pass. It's, it's the best RTS on Game Pass like, I, by no, far. No. Is it not? No, Age of Empires two, I think would take that. Oh, I forgot, I keep forgetting that's one there. That's, yeah. that's just that, that's that was on there like what maybe like a month ago. Yeah, I, yeah that's I, right. Pillars of Eternity is not an RTS, but it's but, not. Yeah, any, yeah. Anyways, but but all right. So I get it. So like, so to keep it onto this platform, I get how it it is for this platform. However, if if you're if you're going into an RTS. You're not going into an RTS blind. You know what RTS is. You're both like an RTS fan. This is not really the one. And the Halo as the Halo aesthetic of it doesn't add a whole lot, or if anything. The idea of like the whole idea of Halo is Master Chief. Like, let's be honest. Imagine like that's what you play Halo for. Like that's who we care about. This when you play this Halo game, you have a pretty bare bones RTS, which isn't bad. It's it does what it needs to do well, well enough, but it's just a well enough RTS 
with a Halo aesthetic that adds nothing to it. Like, 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 like we like we say like the Outer Worlds story isn't that great or brand new. However, the Halo War story is a f- freaking bore. Like, it's a chore of of military jargon of uh you was just sit rep oh we need backup on the sixth front in the uh get get in the trenches it's like uh, no no one cares like i don't know who i'm playing as like none of this none of this matters um let's see here i will agree with some of that so what i will say is like i don't think that halo wars 2 is by any means um a 10 out of 10 um I think it definitely has issues, but the reason that I would take it over the outer worlds is basically for the, the, the reasons that you just said, but maybe kind of up. So while I think the core RTS factor of it is a little bit on the light side in terms of enemy units, um, combinations, etc. I think the, where it really clicked for me was the leader powers and the leader powers are a very unique addition to the RTS formula of having this leader that can drastically change your, how you're building and change the end game of a match, depending on uh, how it's going kind of thing. Like these leader powers can really make a difference and there's like 15 of them. So I think there's a lot of depth that can go there. I don't think it's easy to find. I think it's hard to really see that, but I got a lot of gameplay out of that. But I will also say for in defense of the game is that, while the story is not great, I think it's a huge step up over the first one and that I think it embraces more of it knows what it is kind of thing. And it's more of a action popcorn story with some really cool looking cutscenes and then some pretty good RTS stuff in between. Um, whereas the first game tried to be basically that of just like we want to be serious. We want to tell a story in this universe that's like you want to care about Halo. And like you said, it's like, no, I, I care about the dude with the helmet. Like I want to see him do do some cool stuff, and the second one I think fully embraced that. Um, I shouldn't say fully embraced that; it embraced it more. But I still think there's issues. Um, so the reason that I I say that I would take it over the Outer Wilds is because while I agree that the Outer Wilds had very good side quests, I don't think the main quest was that compelling at all. And see, as see, I, I, I'll argue as a Halo. If you're a Halo fan. You're not playing this for the story, so you get nothing out of it. Uh, then if you're an RTS fan, you've played better, you're hoping for more, and you're going to have to, in order to get like matches and stuff, you're gonna like let's be honest, you're gonna have to call up a friend and be like, hey, let's get let's get some matches going. Mm, Where, I, I don't no, I don't agree with that. I've uh, on a consistent basis, I think you are. Like No, I don't think no. Like you're I, not you're gonna be, you're gonna be playing with this with a similar group of people each time. Like this is not this is not this is not a vibrant online service at this point. I mean, I, I'm just doing this to play devil's advocate. I'm gonna load yeah. it up right now and see what Let's happens. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Halo Wars Two. Here we go. In the comp- and why are you looking that up to compare that to the outer the outer wilds uh, outer worlds? Um, if you're a fan of that genre, you're going to get a kick out of it completely. Like it's not even a question. Like if you if you've been waiting for this game, you got this game. Like it's it's, it's like a Shenmue three factor of this this is what I wanted, this is what I got, perfect. Whereas even though the game's not perfect, 
Whereas Halo Wars 2 is like, if you want to, if you want in there for a Halo experience, you don't get that. If you are going in there for a great RTS experience, you're going to have some fun, but it's, you don't get the great RTS experience. See, but that's, I, I look at both of these games, what, I don't think either one nails its core. I disagree. I just, the, the skill tree in Outer Worlds is pitiful. It is pitiful. But... Like it's that that's the core of the game. Like the core of the game is supposed to that's be you're building a character. That's not the core. It, of the it, game. Yeah, because you 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 are building a character and you play that game the same exact way oh, you sk- started it. Oh, the sk- wait, you mean this? Okay, I I mean the skill tree as a, as opposed to the perk powers. Got you. Okay, the skill tree right. is the skill tree is the skill tree. Like it, it's basically if you want to win the day by by strength or by wit. Well, I mean both of them. I, I think they both suck. They. That's fair. That's the core of the game. Like, if I'm playing an RPG and I'm playing the game the exact same way that I'm playing it when I first start, like, you don't get any powers. You don't get, like, you can slow down time, which is, like, their, um, what's what I'm looking vats. for? Um, yeah, basically, like, it's, it's their answer to VATS, which I think is a, gl- a good, uh, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Um, Alternative? Not, not compromise, but whatever it is. All right, hang on. I, as I'm here. So I'm going to do a. I'm going to try to find the one that has the most players possible and see if I can find a game. So rank three by three war. Let's try it out. Um, I think that. The, the core of that game, like since your character doesn't really change like at all, like you don't get any different powers. Most of those perks end up being. Like. <laughs> Like, oh, carry 20% more. Here's, you know? here's the thing. I'm not disagreeing with you on your issues with the game. I My, my argument specifically is for fans, who, for, for, for people who buy this service, who want to play a certain game type, Outer Worlds scratches that itch fully. For, peop, for Halo Wars 2, however, I can't. I do not believe that's the case. I do not believe if you're scratching and itching for an RTS and you get this service, Halo Wars 2 is going to make you go, "Yes, I got it." It's like, no, it's going to be like, "No, this is this is this is this is all right." The, the leader powers are cool. I I mean, I personally rather not have those late game, honestly, cuz they turn change the side so much. Just, but, just just to cut you off, I I yeah. found six players right now. So people are playing this game still. Six players, like what does that mean? Like I found a full team. Oh, okay, great. So it, so it took it took forty five seconds, but I found a full team. But just 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 for right. Comments. So people are playing it. Right. It's like so. It's like, but again, it's like if you're going into the service, I do not think Halo Wars Two scratches the itch of an RTS player like um, Outer Worlds scratches the itch of uh, that Fallout player. I think it's, it, it's just, I think I think it blows it out the water, and, and just in terms of that aspect alone. Hmm. I just don't. Because I, I agree with you. There's not. It's not a perfect game, and like, uh, it falls into the same trappings of the of that of those games. However, at the end of the day, like, if if you meet someone, if you have two people in your life, one wants to play an RTS, one wants to play a Fallout game, you. And you tell them I have this service, like you, you, you 
the guy who wants to play Fallout is going to have a way better time than guy who's just played StarCraft and everything else up up to that point. Just like, really? I don't even like Halo, though. I don't. I just don't. The fact that it's also on console, I think, is a huge win for it. And it works well on console. Like, that still kind of blows my mind. I, it's supposed to. Like, that's that's. Like, the, that's fair. Like, that, that could be used as a, a slight or a good thing for it. But right. I... See, because what what I'm thinking is, is like, I'm thinking back to even, like, same games. This is, like you said, it's basically a Fallout game, right? But not the post-apocalyptic. Instead, it's got more, you know, worlds and stuff in it, which I think is a positive. I think it's better in Fallout in that way. Um, but I still, like... I, I'm thinking of Fallout 3 and more Fallout New Vegas. I did not like Fallout 4 basically for the same reason was is that the oh, skill trees and trash. stuff just didn't. I, I felt like after six hours, I was playing the game the same exact way. Whereas in Fallout 3 and New Vegas, while the skill tree in it wasn't exactly dynamic and it's not like a Mass Effect skill tree where I'm actually getting new abilities, it actually changed how I was able to play the game. Whether I was carrying more stuff, whether I was crafting better materials, whatever it was. Whereas in the Outer Worlds, after I had seen Monarch and I saw the first planet and I looked at the skill tree, like the only thing that was changing was whether or not I had this dialogue option available because I was pumping points into hacking or whatever. And I was able to carry more shit. Again, like you're not wrong. Right, right. I'm but not- hang on. <laughs> Whereas I argue against you in Halo Wars that, yeah, like if you, if you're an R- RTS aficionado or, you know, if, if you were to come to me and say, Hey, I want to play an RTS game on Game Pass. Like, what would you recommend? I think that if I were to say, go play Halo Wars, the fact that it it has a slow on-ramp, but it has a deeper... um, There is... I I think you can go deeper into Halo Wars. I think it's hard to do. But the fact that it's there, and you can do different things in the campaign, as well as the, the, um, the leaders, the fact that you can have different leaders as well as different factions, I think plays much more true to someone that's looking for an RTS than someone that's playing a RPG that doesn't have any skill depth. Uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, yeah. all right, hold on. I'm, I'm again, I'm again going to disagree with you. Uh, just, I'm going ba- I'm going based off of kind of the reception of it all. So let's see here. We might do some editing here. I don't know. This is all. This is all live. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. We'll do it live. That's what, this, that's what this episode's all about. Don't type in outer wilds like I just did. Yeah, I keep doing that.
By the way, when you Google uh, Outer Wilds, one of the questions is, uh, what is the point of Outer Wilds? <laughs> we'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the docket. Seems like... Uh... Can't find the information I'm looking for. How many copies did Outer Worlds sell? Do you know? Oh, that's a. It's really hard to say because of Game Pass. Ah, uh, that's right. It's just it yeah. just came on there. Yeah. So that's really hard to say. I mean, I, from what I remember, I think they said they were very happy with it. Yeah, um, of course they are. Outer Worlds, not Wilds. Yeah, the Outer Worlds is a commercial success, exceeding expectations. Because I, I don't know. I just don't remember. I mean, Halo Wars 2 had a very timid response because of the bugs. Halo, like, I mean, for whatever reason, it's just a matter of, like, I remember when the game, I remember it being announced, I remember it coming out, and I remember it not seeing the world on fire, and I remember it not being game, game of the year to contender. Uh, whereas, yeah, I mean that's fair. Whereas, out of when out of worlds comes out and it's, it's it literally is it literally is like, yay, we got it. it's like like these kids are having celebrations in the streets because they finally get a Fallout game, and then it's and it's game of the year contender pretty much everywhere. And it's and also then, a very very weak year in my opinion. <laughs> but then it's then then on top of that is getting it's then. It's getting a guaranteed sequel. It's get, they're getting more stuff. They're getting more stuff to do. I just, if we still haven't seen a Halo Wars three because obvious reasons. Like hey, but it is it is a sequel though. So I mean, obviously they felt something about it. But I mean, right. but like, but, but you also look at we haven't gotten a third one yet either. So I'm like, I just don't. I, I, I don't think Halo Wars two is to uh, uh, what do you call it? Um. RTS fans as Outer Worlds is to RPG fans, and I I, I keep I, I hesitate saying RPG fan because these, these these Fallout games like that they're barely RPGs. I just I, I think of other I think of another game on this list that we already talked about Gears Five. Like that is very much how I feel about this game, and it's just that like I if this if what if this game had the the name Fallout Worlds on it. I think people would have been much more critical. I think we would have sold more. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it would have been people would have been way more critical on it because like this is still Fallout. Like it's the Fallout Four argument of this is the same fucking game, like just new stuff. And this is the same exact game as that, but it doesn't say Fallout on it. It says Outer Worlds. And I will one hundred percent admit the change of scenery is a big part of that because fallout is a very, obviously it's post-apocalyptic. It has a very style that it's supposed to have. Um, but it's a, I mean, if so, like, like if, if there, this was there, a fallout game, people would, I think there, of, of been more 
critical of its flaws, but because it wasn't from the Fallout development team and it worked, which is a big thing for Obsidian as well as Fallout games, like I cannot, you know, fault that. But that's the thing, though. This came out as a Fallout game and it worked and it didn't have any microtransactions and and this was just it, it would have gotten a better reception, probably. I I mean, Fallout Fallout 4 didn't have microtransactions. Fallout 4 also got good receptions. Nah, I don't know if I don't know if that's true. I'm pretty sure, like when it when if by the by the press when it first came out, I I'm pretty, I'm pretty I feel sure like it, it got about the same. It, it got around the eights, and the the number one criticism being it's more Fallout. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we both when that came out, we were both kind of like, uh, uh, like really people like this game this much, especially like like the IGNs and stuff. They like this game this much, where it's like not even that good. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it, that, it, that it's, said, if this to to your argument, if this had Fallout name on it and it was made by Bethesda, this would have been hail the new king for Bethesda until the next uh, Skyrim comes out. I don't. Uh, I don't think it would have. Like, I definitely think it would have. Like, because it, it, when I'm wondering, it works. Like you said, like they're not used to shit working. I'm. They're not used to things working. Time called work that. done. Yeah. <laughs> I I just don't know. Um, man. And then all the then so far sales have quote again like I, I don't like I don't like Microsoft quotes but outperform expectations like that. I mean that that was a take two quote because um, it's still technically it still came out on PS4 and PC so it's like uh, so so it's yeah. just a matter of like. Just overall reception, overall, just kind of like uh, we we don't know what their yeah what their expectations were. Obviously, they were probably right. low, um, but I'm, I'm in just in to compare that to the time Halo Wars two came out, where where I heard people were playing it, and I just and it was just like yes, yeah, it's, it's it's good, it's fine, it's it's it was it wasn't set in a world ablaze like it like like our worlds did. Like I don't think. I subscribe to the to the theory that the Fallout fan has more more is more has more fun and is it's way more uh, accessible and and widespread than uh, Outer Worlds is. Speaking of, than Halo Wars Two, like it's just like Halo Wars Two is just the. I mean, like, because neither game for its genre blows the doors off the roof. Like, they're, I mean, they both uh, play well within the rules of that genre. And I just don't, I just don't think uh, Halo Wars, Halo Wars 2 does enough for the uppity uh, RTS fan. Hmm. Because I mean, like I mean, like let's be honest. You, you like if so, if, if someone into either or kind of, if if a more malleable gamer says I'm getting, I'm getting game, I'm getting Game Pass for this month. What game am I going to play first? Like they're going to play Outer Worlds first. Like it's, and they're probably going to play it longer. Mm, I mean. <sighs> But I'm sorry. By longer, I mean they're probably going to finish it earlier. They're going to probably go right. go right to that story, cut it, and, and, and be done with it. Like, like, yeah, this is this is what I wanted. This is what I got. But see, then, like, 
I, I I agree with you on that only because of the genre is more popular. Like, but where where Halo Wars Two, I the fact that you can play it on a controller, I think is perfect for that person that you just described. Like, I couldn't recommend them StarCraft because they're going to get their ass handed to them. <laughs> like, but that's the thing, though. Like, if you're playing to that point, that person. If they have, if they care at all about Halo Wars Two, they've already played StarCraft. Uh, I don't like, know if I agree with that. Like, who jumps into Halo Wars Two? Like, that's no one's first RTS. It can't be someone. Well, no, it, it obviously is someone's first RTS, but because because yeah, the original was like like that, right? So that's just this is. That's it's, it's crazy. Isn't, Halo Wars Two is not your like your first foray, most likely. So it's like you've played these games before, and it's like this is not, in terms of the games on this service. If you want to go with the RTS or the action adventure game, I'm going with the action adventure game that's currently uh, Game of the Year nominee. As opposed to Halo Wars 2, which is never a Game of the Year. It was never a Game of the Year nominee. It has a very niche group of fans. Uh, and it does what it does okay. Hmm. I, the only, I think I'm going to concede, but for the only reason is that when the game came out, I definitely did put it down and had to come back to it. But that was because of the bugs. Um, and I... I personally just wonder like if the bugs wouldn't have been there i don't know if i think i still might have put it down right away because it did not it didn't grab me the way i wanted it to first time but at that time i'm curious i'm i want to remember like something else came out around that time that grabbed me instead and i'm just curious what it was um I think it was actually For Honor. <laughs> what? In yeah, 2017? No. Yeah. For Honor I, came I, out then? Yeah, I really liked For Honor when it first came out. Really, Forbes? Really? You know? Come on. Thank you. I appreciate your full page ad. <laughs> that was the game of Neo. That, that was the year Neo, For Honor, Halo Wars 2, obviously, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, maybe that was it. That, the, that could have been a tough year for them to win a game of the year anyway. Yeah. Because well, I, I remember I jumped into For Honor pretty hard and I bought the, um, like the, the gold edition or whatever. So I got it four days early or whatever, um, which would have put it like a couple days after for honor. And then when you do for honor straight to horizon and then right after that, the switch came out. <laughs> so that was kind of why I didn't stick with it. Like too, just too much other stuff that grabbed me hit um, right away. And then like with the bugs on top of it, where I was just like, I'm going to come back when it's 
thick if, kind of thing. If but. it if it if it mattered more, I'd be more on its side, honestly. But it's just like even just like I'm I, I mean, like, I'm just I'm just looking at it as a term as 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 an, as an RTS fan. I'm just I'm I'm not jumping to play it. And then as a Halo, as a guy who liked Halo, it's like your story doesn't matter. Like it doesn't like. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Like it doesn't do it. doesn't add anything to I, the series. I don't. I, I disagree with that, but I can see why you say well, that. But well, but the you, thing is, is exactly, like you're not a does, huge Halo fan. Exactly. Right. Like, doesn't it? Doesn't like. Right. It takes place in the past, right? Well, no, no. The second one actually takes place. It's. I don't know. I don't remember if it's concurrent, but it's around the time of Halo Five. I believe no. it's a prequel to five. Yes, yes. The sequel is one hundred percent. It takes place because there's certain things that happen, and I can't remember if it's if it's during Halo Four or Halo Five that they happen. Um, but it definitely ties into one of the missions that you're doing in one of those games. I believe it's five. Yeah, I'll stop. I'll stop playing the campaign immediately because like, I yeah. just got. I thought that was before Halo Four because I'm just like I don't. None of this matters. Like yeah, the original Halo Wars was definitely a prequel before everything. Um, but that's then they like went to cryogenic frozen. But not the point. Um, I, I guess we're, I can concede on this, but to where I just think that the, I think the, um, the argument that it does more than Halo Wars for the genre isn't fair. Oh, I don't, I don't mean this. I don't think that was well i mean i, I mean for the fan of the job right that's more what i meant i just i don't know if i agree and but that that's hard to i could see why you say that but at the same time like as someone who has played a lot of halo wars 2 and i am not the biggest rts fan so i cannot you know i cannot speak to people that play starcraft religiously but i play a lot of rts's um and part of that is we don't get a lot of them anymore which is a huge bummer um but I I will concede, but it's we'll see. <laughs> we'll see next year. We'll see how next year goes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think of what game like again. Obviously, it's personal. It's like what game. So, did you finish Halo Wars two the first time around? No, you put it down. This, the second well, time. No, I, the, 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 the time that we played it was not my second time. Right. So when I picked it back up later in 2017, I did finish it. Gotcha. See, like, I'm just, try, I'm just trying to think of the perspective, like, on my end, where it's kind of like also the fact that when I picked up Outer Worlds, I was able to f- actually finish it. Halo Wars 2, I got, like, three or four missions in, played some online, and and I, I had no, and again, just because there's no Master Chief in it, like I just had no real reason, no real feelings to go back to it. Like even now, I don't want to go it, back to it and finish it. If it, I jump back the, to it, I'm playing online. That's fair, but I I feel the exact same way about Outer Worlds. Like I put that game down after about ten hours because I was just like, I feel like I've seen everything this game has to offer, and I think that the the very very bad difficulty scaling is a huge problem for that game. Um, that like that game had a weird problem for me where either I was getting destroyed or destroying. There didn't seem to be a middle ground. Um, I don't know if I'm the only one. I don't think I am kind of thing, but 
I can't really obviously comment or attest to that. Um, I, I just, to me, like, I don't, like, I don't want to sound like that guy, but to me, like it, to me, it's disappointing that this game got is like being nominated for game of the year and stuff, because I fundamentally believe that a, a game like this should change as I'm playing it. And that just didn't happen. Like if you want to make a game, that's all about the adventure, the outer worlds, isn't the way to do it. That's not how I enjoy those games. If that makes sense. No, um, that, that, that makes sense to me. And I even agree with you on that. My, 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 my argument will bring that up is just the fact of that is how it's being perceived. Uh, I, Which is I would, a bummer. I, I, would ask, <laughs> like, I would actually agree with you in that. Like, I feel like I don't feel like just it's like the argument you have with Halo Wars Two, where you say it, it works so well on a controller. It's in that it's in that camp of well, it's you're doing what you're supposed to do. Like, uh, Halo Wars Two does what it's supposed to do, and people are, are praising it for it. It's like it's not broken. It's not supposed to be broken, guys. Like, it's you pay full price for a video game, unless you have Game Pass. So it's like. I understand, I understand where you're coming from. It's just a matter of best games we've played on Game Pass this year. If we go by those two, one of like just going by if 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 we have any quote unquote facts or stats, one of them is like currently game of the year or nominate nominee. And it's like I'm going to lean towards that way most likely, considering they're both good games. That's not to say Halo Wars 2 is not a good game. I'll concede, but I think I am fighting a losing battle. I'll say it that way. That being said, we have our top three. Yoku's Island Express, Outer Worlds, The Messenger. There is no way in hell Outer Worlds is the best game on this list. (laughs) Yoku's Island Express, Outer Worlds, and The Messenger. Nope. Yeah, it's no. Not, yeah, fl- no. Not, flip, flip, flip Outer Worlds and The Messenger, and that that's your top three. Yeah. Oh, I, I know we're going in order. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, we're not like that. That we said we weren't, but if we were, <laughs> if we were, Outer Worlds is not it. No. Um. Also, The Messenger, although very charming, very very charming. I, I I'm a big fan of that game. I think everyone should play it. Literally everybody should play it. Yokozuna Express is just... It's a gem. It's a gem of, video, of a video game. Yeah. It, I'll, I'll go back to what we said you know, before. Because I, I had heard about this game and I had not played it. I had been wanting to play it. Because the words that I heard were Metroidvania Pinball. And I was like, okay. <laughs> right. And then I played it. And this is one of those things where, like, I wanted to gush about it so hard, but, like, I knew I couldn't do that because I didn't want to oversell it. So that's when I was just like, go play it. Just, just, just go play it. Just whatever you're doing, stop, go play it kind of thing. And you had the reaction that I wanted. <laughs> so I was extremely, like, excited about it because it is a Metroidvania pinball game or a pinball Metroidvania, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it works from top to bottom. It 100% works. And I love the presentation. The music is phenomenal. Like, 
See, a lot. It's so, so good. Like, see, a lot, a lot of these indie games, and the problem I have with a lot of these indie games is that um, uh, press and fans love to gush about how this, how the gameplay is so, so radical, so out there, so brand new, and it's like the lack of combat does not is, right. does not make it gameplay. The the idea that you that you have one cool feature that deals with physics is not groundbreaking gameplay. Like. If if you're going to tout that, it needs to be something where I'm just like, whoa, I didn't know you can do that. So like, so like when you say Metroidvania pinball, I'm like, hmm, how does that work? And by that, and when you hit the when I hit the first, I think I texted you when I when I hit that that first late title screen in the game. Yeah, it was about like ten minutes in. Yeah, I'm like, this is simply amazing. It's pinball. But it's like Metroidvania stuff. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It shouldn't work at all on paper. But in practice, in actuality, it is a pure gem of a gameplay experience. Like you don't ex- like like nothing about this should work. Uh, and it baffles me how the games on this list uh, that we've played. They can't get their basic job right, and they took two gameplay styles that could not be more different, smashed them together, and created an experience where you, the the music's amazing, the art style's great, the gameplay is phenomenal, and even just the basic plot is just like you can get behind, and it's like. When people speak about indie games uh, doing different things, this is what I hope for, and I'm just completely blown completely blown away by it. Even so, now, yeah, it's a game that I still think about it. Like I've kept it on my Xbox, even though I've completed it, and I'm like, you know what? I want to play that game again. I haven't done it yet, just because we've been playing other things, and you know. But there's going to be a time when. I don't have anything to play and like I'm kind of feeling it now because like we've we've kind of gone through a couple games that we're gonna be doing some episode stuff and for and we're actually kind of ahead for once. Um and I'm just like I, I was playing some stuff last night and I was like, man, nothing's grabbing me right now. And then like I keep going through my game list, and I'm like, there's Yoku's Island Express. And I'm like, I think it might be time. It you might hit, be time to you can you can hit the song playing in your head right now. Yeah, I I can. And I just game's so good <laughs> like it's stupid how, how much i like that game that game is so good and i think it is better than outer worlds and i think by far is the most uh i think by far is the best game we played in this list like yeah. like <laughs> i i still i i still like the messenger to me is still just a um like i i really hate it when when reviewers and this happens in movies too and stuff, it's just like a love letter to whatever a love letter to indie game or a love letter to 16 bit games, a love letter to Metroid, whatever it is. The messenger is the only game to where I actually played it. And I was just like, yeah, like whoever made this game, not only did they love Metroidvanias, not only did they love NES and super NES, but like they truly wanted to make a game in that style and make it their own. And they wanted to do it in a way that was, completely unique and truly uh, like showed how much they cared about it. And you can tell that by, you know, I, they have completely two different art styles. 
that one harkens to 8-bit, one harkens to 16-bit. But not only did they change up the art style, they changed up the music. And they made a very distinct Sega Genesis soundtrack for this. And like that's that's a dedication that you do not see in in any other indie game. I've never played any other indie game that I've I've played and just been like, like yeah, like this person really liked this game. They liked this genre and they they nailed it. But I've never played one that's been like, okay, not only did this person love it, like this is all they could think about. And they wanted to make this game and they did it and they nailed it. Well, usually it's a case of I really like that game from 15 years ago, so I'm going to make that game again. Right. Full stop. And it's like, no, no, no. It's you have to do something different with it. Like Right. And and, and, something what's, new. and where it's unique is that yes, like this game does not We've we've had other games to where you know you you run and jump and every jump sort of you can like reset your hitbox and reset your jump and all that. But what's different is the change in art style and the change in from a standard two D platformer to a Metroidvania. Like they were able to still make the game like you said, like they they just made that game again, but they were still able to make it their own somehow. Even though they didn't radically change the gameplay, they changed the style of it and they changed the way that the world works and stuff. Like to me, that took a lot of I don't want to say courage because that's not the right word, but to have that idea and to make it work is extremely impressive. Like part of me really like, I still like Yoku's Island Island Express more, but I think you could make the argument that the messenger deserves to be on this, the top of this list. But I still think that the, the combination of everything in Yoku's Island Express of merging two genres that didn't really exist before, at least to my knowledge, um, works so well, I think is the reason it, it, it takes this list. And I gotta give credit to uh, to a messenger as well. Those 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 group of people they uh, have actual like good comedic sense. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, the writing is very well. Yes, I mean like there's a lot of um, there's, there's a lot of games that try to be funny. They try to have quirky characters like 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 nowadays the like what 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 game developers think are is funny or clever is having nathan drake in all your video games borderlands 3 is not funny (laughs) like Uh, it's not it's not yeah i don't think borderlands has been funny since the first one and even then it got grading after about yeah the third clap trap six seconds so it's like like just this game is actually witty it's actually clever and it's and and i and i mean clever because by the end of the game it's like you have this moment you're like oh also, this whole time, so that story you were telling me that was basically about nothing was really about, could be about something. Like, it's, it all kind of ties together and they, and they, they made one cohesive, hilarious game that, 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 that is a true, as you say, love letter to the genre. So, uh, yeah, like, it's, it, I am, I'm happy to see that the final two games we have here are two games that push the actual gaming parts of games. Because, uh, uh, I mean, because we played... Because to reference another game we played after the party, I like that game. I understand why other people like that game. But I'm having an issue with indie games where it's like they forget the game part of it. Like, the gaming part of it. And like, these like Yokozai Express and and the Messenger are two 
indie games that really nail the gaming part of it. And they also bring in the music, the, the, the art style, and just the, all, the overall feel of it. Yeah, and I, I not to like, I don't, I don't know the word that I want to use, but like, to me, it's, it's the best part of this service. Like, The Outer Worlds is a game that many people are playing and did play, and they would have played it without Game Pass. Right. And while while Yoku's Island Express and, and the Messenger did get positive word of mouth, I fully believe that I probably never would have actually played the Messenger. If it wasn't for Game Pass or, if, you know, if it would have came with free with gold or PlayStation Plus or something, I would have picked it up then. But when in the market and the way it works now, there's just so many indie games that it's just so hard to there's no one that I know directly that had played it. Whereas Yoko's Island Express was the other way around. Like there's people that I know that played it and really enjoyed it. So that was going to sell it for me kind of thing. Whereas Messenger didn't. Um, but both of these games is exactly why I absolutely love this service is because it, it lets me discover games that either I didn't know about or I knew very little about and I was able to play it. Whereas The Outer Worlds is a game, like I said, I was interested in it even though it wasn't on Game Pass kind of thing. I probably would have bought it even though if it wasn't on Game Pass sort of thing. So I, I but fundamentally, I still think they're better games than Outer Worlds too, um, or as well. So Oh yeah, they absolutely are. Yeah. Uh, it's, it goes without question. Again, like, it, like it's, I, I, I mean, I, it's like I'm beating a dead horse, but it's, but what gets me about gaming most times is like the game part of it. Like this, the idea that you took these two genres, put them together and make Yoko's Island Express is like, how's that possible? Uh, the fact that you were able to take two different uh, uh, eras of gaming and, and mash them together seamlessly, like, like with the with the messenger like how is that possible like it like when when you, when you have full blown teams of 100 plus people working for like Ubisoft and EA and they can't get battlefield out the door without bugs and glitches and being coherent it's like you have these small guys over here just like making these games whereas like truly pushing the genre truly pushing the the medium that they're in and I'm happy. To, I'm happy that these are the two games that we ended up with. Yeah, for sure. So this is going long. I think we've. Uh, I think we've set our piece. So our Game Pass game of the year is Yoku's Island Express, followed by The Messenger and Outer Worlds. Not bad. Not bad for the first six months. Not bad at all. It's been, it's been a good. It's been a good half a year for Game Pass. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. I. I think there's been some real, real bad stuff. I think it's safe to say that the worst game that we've played is Apocalypsis. Like that game. That and Nightcall. Yeah, like even even Nightcall, like I can understand why someone would like it. But Apocalypsis, just from start to finish, I just did not like. But we. What's the word? Um, For a while there, I was worried that we were getting too many games to play and then like we had a bunch in a row like apocalypse the shadow of the tomb raider around it from the ashes where we ended up passing on so like at first i thought we were going to end up just only playing stuff we liked and that's not in the spirit of the show but then we had quite a few like five five out of four out of five we ended up passing on in a row so but yeah oh so what are really quickly can can we figure out what our total our total numbers are pass or pass or pass on 
Oh, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven pass and nine. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, nine pass it on, seven pass on it. So not too bad. Not not too bad of a split. That's that's a nice uh that's a winning cowboy season. Sadly. <laughs> very, very sadly. Yeah. Go Tigers. I'll be watching that game on the fourteenth or whatever it is, but but I think that's I think that's gonna do it. I think it's gonna do it for our end of the year recap. Uh next year, obviously, hopefully if we're still here, it's gonna be much larger. Um, but we already have some games on the docket. Um, first up for next year, we did it. We did the thing. We're going to be doing an episode on Sea of Thieves. Took us a while, but we finally we finally got around to it. We're going to be doing Untitled Goose Game, Overcooked 2, and Devil May Cry 5. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 will probably be first after Sea of Thieves. I'm not sure yet. Um, we'll find out. But So we've already got games on the docket. Um, I will say that with the release of Doom Eternal in March, we will be doing Doom at some point. That's a cheat, though, because we are going to probably recommend that game, but I don't give a damn. Um, and with the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake, i toying around with the idea of doing Final Fantasy VII, depending on what kind of time we have, etc. We'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah. It's supposed to be a tough one, but okay. I, I'm... Okay. I have finished. I have finished Final Fantasy VII. I do not remember a fucking thing. Oh, really? Bless it. Yeah, I do not remember <laughs> a thing about that game. <laughs> I mean, like, I remember a lot of the things about that game. Um, I remember the first like hour. That's it. I, I'm a big fan of Final Fantasy VII. Um, the only issue, oh, man, this might be this might be an off the off the pod conversation, as like as I like to call it, coin the phrase. Uh, I just don't like going back to RPGs. Like it's, it, it it's all, depends on them because it, if they the are true story it, for me, so I'm like yeah. once I once I read the book, it's like do I wanna read it again? Like that's that's where the, the three X three times speed helps me out a ton. Um because as much as I love playing Final Fantasy VIII, I can only watch Ifrit and Shiva be summoned so many times <laughs> before I'm I'm over it kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. But we've already got stuff on the docket for next year. Um, a lot of stuff coming out. And we've got Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which will be a day one Game Pass game in March. So that'll be fun. Uh, as well as Wasteland 3 will be a day one. I, I, think we, I think we've come to the conclusion that whenever there's a Microsoft first party game, we are going to do our best to do drop whatever we're doing and play that game first kind of thing. Um because Gears Tactics will also be coming out, I believe, in March. So there's those are the three big games. And then we're also going to be doing a Halo series playthrough of the campaigns. Uh, because those are releasing on PC, which are also part of Xbox Game Pass. So there's already plenty of stuff on the docket. And hopefully you will uh, tune in with us and enjoy them. Personally, like if I had to pick a game like I'm looking forward to, it's probably got to be Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I am super looking forward to that Mine? game. Mine, surprisingly enough, is Gears Tactics. That game, yeah. That like it, speaking of you know genres that seem like they're made for each other, that seems like a very very good. That should be um, good. 
Yeah, that should be really good. So that's uh, April release, it looks like, actually. I thought it was March, but Ori and the Will-O-Wisps is uh, March, and then April is Gears Tactics. So, And I believe, I believe that is the first time, uh, that is a PC-only Game Pass Day 1 release, where Ori and the Will-O-Wisps will be on both. Uh, Wasteland 3 will also be on both, but... Gears Tactics is only slated for PC right now. They said that it's going to come to consoles, but they're going to be putting it out on PC first. So, which is strange because Microsoft's thing, Microsoft's thing seems to be lately um, everything, not just one or the other kind of thing. So, but we will see. How does Wasteland Three already have reviews when it's not out? Can you explain that one to me, Microsoft? I'd love to know. Someone got their hands on it. I don't, but there's 16 reviews. <laughs> like, like what, what happened? All right, you can email us at gpopfans at gmail.com. Let us know what some of your favorite games are. If you think we're idiots for saying Yoku's Island Express is the best game on Game Pass we played this year. Maybe you love Halo Wars 2 and you want to tell Basher to STFU. <laughs> whatever you want, you can let us know. You can follow us on Twitter, play underscore tested. Follow us on YouTube, play tested everywhere. Playtest is basically where you can find us. So, all right, I think that's going to do it. You got anything else? Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, I guess it's that time, isn't it? Yeah. I can't. Uh, I, I, I'm still thinking it's November, so I lost. Wow, time you are you ways behind. Yeah, it, whatever. It, I just uh, whatever. <laughs> time is relative. Time is a construct. It's also on my side. Uh, is it though that's gonna do it for 2019 for game pass or pass we will see you in 2020 starting with sea of thieves